Steve Grail, at Fortigate Sports Line on Scarab Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again and welcome back to Sportsline here for 2023 here in association with Derek Credit Union. And on today's show, as always, I'm joined by co presenter uh, Pat McNamara. And on today's uh, programme is predominantly rugby and GA. A real big weekend in the rugby calendar with the start of the Six Nations, a great buzz around the place when that competition always comes around. And, of course, this weekend, the National Hurling League is, is, is back in action and we're going to be joined later on by journalist Patrick McMahon to talk about that. Patrick, welcome and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I hope you enjoy the Christmas. This is St. Bridget's week this week, but anyway, look, uh, it's nice to be back and nice to be thinking about sport again and I suppose spring is about new starts and with the rugby coming up and the Hurling League, as you said, uh, not a lot to look forward to. Yeah, and I suppose as you mentioned, rugby uh, again, uh, no better man uh, to take us to the, the, the rugby uh, uh, calendar and foresee what's going to happen in our regular rugby analyst here, Michael Madden. Michael, you're welcome back. Thanks, thanks. Happy, happy, new, happy new Year oh, to you all. Happy also. New Year as well. <laughs> Michael, it comes around very, very fast and look, there's always a big buzz, a great buzz when the Six Nations uh, comes in, comes into play and no more, no bigger buzz than this year. A lot of changes around the place, rugby, World Cup year, you know, mm. It looks look It looks like it's going to be a fabulous year. It looks like a great year for rugby, right? Yeah, with the World Cup and everything involved, like uh, the Six Nations. You know, uh, if you think back, the when England won the World Cup, they went on, they won the Six Nations and went on to win the World Cup. Like, like, is that the road with that we're going to try and go? Hopefully, um, do you know, Ireland are do you know number one team in the world now, so no excuses now, honey. Let's get it on. And they had a very good um, autumn series, you know, and following on from a tremendous tour out in, out in New Zealand and you know they've broke a lot of broke a lot of barriers you know the next barrier I suppose okay they have won the Six Nations they've won Grand Slams I know we're looking forward to the, to the autumn but mm. to get to maybe to a semi-final or a final of a World Cup is a barrier that has to be broken but we'll talk about that one in a minute Six Nations off to the Millennium Stadium Gatlin Beck, could you write? Could you? Could you write it? It's perfect. It's perfect. If, if you can, if the boys aren't getting riled up for this, like I was reading in the papers during the week there about him, of what he was saying about Johnny Sexton, you know, oh maybe I made a mistake. Like he's only just winding the clock there now, and guys just getting lads wound up for this match. Like, uh, like it's great to have Gatlin back. To be fair, because he's you know, he's one of the characters of the game. You know, whatever you think of the type of rugby he plays or whatever, but he always brings a bit of spice to it. And like. You know, Ireland are there to be beaten, so you know they, they have to expect this now going forward. Like, and of course, look at his the ideal game for Gatlin as well, taking over from back over from from Pivac and mm-hmm. playing at home in the Millennium Stadium. You know, he has a half penny back, he has bigger back at out half. Ellen Wynne Jones will probably is he ever going to go away? You know, but he's gone for his tried and tested, though, hadn't he? I thought it was very. You know, when he named the team on Tuesday, I said, "Look at him! He's he's playing mind games now here. Like he's he's telling them, oh, this is all we have, lads.' You know, you know, and like Ireland, you know, you know, it's really putting a test on Ireland straight up, like you know, and because you don't actually know what they're going to bring to the table. They're obviously going to have the fire and the passion, but like. Uh, is those old bodies and those have they still got it like and this will to be a big telling for them like but like having said that like Ireland are expected to win you know like and that's the way we should be going into most of these games like the the real game for us probably is the France game mm-hmm. and the France game is going to be huge because that'll really tell us where we are and you know like that's because that's one and two in the world going at it in Paris that was a question I was going, that was a question I was going to ask you next Mike do we know where we are yeah, well, I suppose if you think back to 2019, that Six Nations, P- 
people had Ireland figured out. Do you know, from the tour to Australia and from the uh, the automata, people had studied our tapes. They understood how to beat us, and we never evolved from that. And that's how our World Cup went so badly. So now this champi- this championship now is going to be a great test to see: have people figured us out? Do we need to move? Do we need to change? And do we have the ability to do that? If there's any learnings, and you know, of the previous World Cups. Now, the next few months are going to tell it, as you know, to tell it all, because it did unravel very, very quick the last, the last, the last time, especially, and there was no, uh, was no, no playback to fall back on. Do you know what I mean? It just, mm. it was all orchestrated, and once that was broken down, there was no fallback. And, and I think if even if you look to the autumn internationals, I think the way Australia played against us, like they came very close to beating us, and our attack was pretty much nullified by them. So I think a lot of people are going to be watching that video and they're going to be studying that to see if there's something they can bring out of it to stop our attack play. Because mm. at the moment, our attack play is probably one of the best in the world. It's so slick. It's so. But it's probably because we have like 12, 13 players playing on the best club team in Europe at the moment. But it's, it's all built around the movement and not the deception like so like it's going to be fascinating to see if, if if somebody can figure us out and then of course the key to the whole thing is well, how many times have we said it here on Sportsline Johnny Sexton mm-hmm. look it's he's what 37 now can he avoid the the injury crisis he seems to get injured every day yeah. you know sometimes you don't really hope he's injured because you, <laughs> you might have him for the World Cup but if anything happens to him Michael where do we go? I know Crowley is probably the, the, the pretender at this stage, as Calvary seems to find out of favour. Yeah, well, I, t- I tell you, uh, Ross's, Ross Burns' uh, boat has rose so yeah. much. That kick against Australia, uh, just to come on and do that, the mental, you know, the strength to be mm. able to come, like that, and like he's got good hands and he's a solid boot. I'd say he's the next, you know, he's yeah. the step in now. And he's playing well for Leinster as well. Very that's well. The and he, yeah. that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing, like, he has done very well for Leinster in Johnny's absence. That's the first thing. The second thing is, nobody wants to say Johnny injured out. But if Johnny had to miss three or four, three of the, say, or four of the of the six station games, then uh, Farrell has to, put in, has to put in his number two. Yeah, had to yeah. get strong game time in, in a serious competition mm-hmm. and I think that it might nearly be better because then at least you might have two choices for the autumn Johnny number one fit again hopefully yeah. but you have a real number two but at the moment if Johnny plays most of the five nations and Ross Bourne or Cockling was on with his, or, um, Crowley. Crowley. Crowley comes on with 20 minutes to go or whatever uh, there's not mm-hmm. an awful lot of game time and you'd be hoping to be closing out games that already won maybe be like in Scotland initially hopefully it would be maybe, maybe Wales maybe not but um, I I, um, I I really, maybe look at, Farrell is, is no fool, he's, he's proven to be an outstanding manager, and maybe they're managing six tonight, and maybe they're managing the replacements right, but there's still no clear, you know, Fella has got a right run at it at international level, but to be, be the clear number two. But to be fair, but Far- Ross Bourne, as you say, is very, very good. Very good, like. In form, in form. And to be fair, what Farrell has done is, all those extra games that were played, they were they were so like at the time everyone was given out about those extra games in New Zealand. Mm. Everyone's given out about the extra games in the. But what they have done is built a, a backup Squad. and a backup that has yeah. played at international level. And you can see the Osborne like he played uh, Ireland A. Now he's in the main yeah. squad. Like you know th- that there's a development path. 
And like that's, you know, that was never done really True. properly before. And this is, you know, giving more people an opportunity. And obviously, Michael, you know, you often you've heard the word bolter. There is going to be someone that's oh. going to going to come in. Yeah. Come out of the blue. Probably it could probably be Osborne would be probably the favourite maybe to well, at this to stage, jump ahead yeah. of everyone, wouldn't he? Yeah. At this stage, like he seems to have everything. He's six two. Do you know, he seems to have hands like you know, Sparrow, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's he's he seems to have all. everything, mm. but the, the only thing I wouldn't think I don't know, I, like I would say Farrell won't start him, he no. might come in, but yeah. I would, I but I, I think he, he's probably the, the only thing he's the head World Cup is eight, eight months away all the time. Yeah. You're looking then at um, Scrum Half, right? Do you know, we just go to Scrum Half. Mm. Looks like it's Gibson Park is going to be one, yeah, and is, Case. And is Casey or Murray, who's he going to take? So, I suppose Farrell works on a system that if you don't let him down, he's not going to let you down. But, like, I don't know, Murray has a, you know, he has a lot of stuff in the tank. He's, a, he's paid him back any time he's ever, he's never let him down. But Casey is, if you wanted a like for like, Casey is the, like, I don't know, is Casey all fire? You know, every, you know, he's 100% the whole time where there's no kind of slowing it down no. or thing. Like, so is that too, you know, having Gibson Park and Casey, is that too much of the similar? Yeah, too much of a chance. Yeah, I think, Leo, um, on that point, we say, I think Murray would be a great man to come in, finish out the game. Out you're leading yeah. it. But if you were needing a try with 10 minutes to go, yeah. I'd say I'd, I'd rather see Casey go. Or if, yeah. uh, if Gibson Park's coming off, I'd like to see Casey coming in that situation. Mm. But if you're defending a lead, I think Murray's the safe pair of hands, manage the game out, the box kicks and the tackling and, you know, all that kind of thing. But, I mean, Casey, there's no real break in Casey. There's nothing, there's not, there's not a whole lot in it, only really quick hands that might get a backline moving mm. if you need to try. And it's Murray. Murray's been unlucky, like, he, and he's under cap to get injured and playing well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's playing great. He was playing thing. great. Oh. Like, I need to, you know, just shows it's a very, it's a very, a very thin line. You also then you have the hooker, you have you know, Sheehan and, yeah. and, and Kelleher. Yeah. Well, Kelleher might be out now, so... Yeah, I know he's injured mm. for the weekend, yeah. Yeah, so, like, see, these are the opportunities that are, that are going to fall for other people, like, and then it's up to them to yeah. step up and take them, like. But, like, Sheehan, like, is... Jeez, he's a different... He's, yes, he's yeah. different yeah. gravy, like, he's, 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 he's a beast. He's like. a Southern Hemisphere guy, in a oh, sense, oh, because he's he, he got oh. feet, he's got hands, and yeah. he's got power. He's, got he's a modern gravity. hooker, like. But like, isn't yeah. Ireland's game turned very much into a Southern Hemisphere game, though? And the way the players, you know, the way they're built and the way they're playing, is that kind of a game, though? Completely. Uh, if you watched uh, Leinster play, it's almost the same as watching the the championship over there. It's all they don't want the ball in on the ground at all. They yeah. want to move it. They, yeah. If it's a rook, they they only want it there for two seconds, and we're on to the, we want the game in open hands and be able to move the ball around like that's uh, that's the game they want to play. And I suppose uh, on a side issue, that's the game Munster are starting to try to try to with on the roundtree. They're trying to bring in now as well. So Definitely. you know the game has evolved. No, I, about and to be fair, I roundtree. I think he's the right man. He seems to be doing all the right things like he seems to be picking lads and dropping lads upsetting lads uh, and upsetting mm-hmm. lads that's, uh, but like <laughs> that, you know, that's what you have to do like because like we have a conveyor belt of mostly down Cork side players coming through but like at least they're coming through yeah. and give them a chance because like do you know what's the point of going out and playing a quarter of a million three hundred thousand for a lead and you can get one below on Cork for two do you know what I mean yeah. that's the that's how Leinster was built Leinster wasn't built by going off and buying these uh, it was developing their own talent and developing the skills of them. Yeah, and if you're, again, we've, we we have waxed lyrically about these men before. Lancaster, what a, uh, oh, in, what a contribution that man has made. I tell you, England must be just cringing across the water over what they've done to... 
supportive. Jeff and Farrell, really. Yeah. And look what they've done for Irish rugby since they came here. Yeah, yeah. But it was a masterstroke to get him in. Yeah. Masterstroke. It was brilliant. Like, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he goes. Like, can they get somebody of his... Because yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. what, what Munster have now is we have Brindagast. And I think he's much the same as Lancaster, uh, Lancaster. He's got that same mindset about attack, and like you can see that by the and way. And the flair of the French, the flair yeah. from his time in France as yeah. well. I like it. You know, you can see that he's put, he's he's really putting his mark on it. Whereas with Leinster now, I can't, I don't know who they're going to get in, but like it's going to be very hard to get somebody of his standard. In. Sure, she's the top job in, in, in club rugby at the moment, really, you know. Yeah, so she was a few a few of that importance and that you know like Mr. That, Robertson that over New Zealand must be looking on and saying, mm. Yeah, I'd like it ta- I'd like it ta- I'd like a taste of that. Yeah. You know. But getting back to the Six Nations, uh, Michael, Ireland or Wales and South obviously it is very hard to go against Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. In, you know, but the you know, game you very hard to see Wales living with the pace of Ireland for eighty minutes plus or whatever. Oh no no no. I I I'd expect Ireland to win by 20. If, 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 they're going, if they're going hard for, I'd say, 20 points, they should beat them by that. You concur with that, Pat? You'd have to, like, yeah, yeah. concur with that, of course, on, on ability and on unknown form, etc. But I suppose the one thing is, Wales are ranked number nine, we're ranked number one. So they, the first thing for Wales is to try and be ahead at half time and try and sneak ahead at the full time yeah. and just raise them up a little because mm. they've nothing to lose. They have to build a team. They kind of have to get their fans behind them again. They have to kind of show that the club thing isn't a full reflection of their rugby. And they, I mean, they will definitely put their bodies on the line. There's no doubt the roof will be open this time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the thing is, so how do Ireland react in the sense that do they start throwing bodies on the line to stop this in the first game of the year and five, five, six nations games to be played and then the World Cup cover up, you know, a few months later? So it is. It's a tricky one enough to manage for the Irish side of it, but I think, look at when you get on the pitch anyway, I think lads will, will throw themselves into it. And uh, mm-hmm. based on, on, on ability and on unknown, unknown farm island, we'll be at least two through converted sides, at least by, by, by that and more, maybe. And to follow on past point there, you know, you just talking about the balance neck, but I think Farrell, in fairness, you, you alluded to the point earlier, the backup is there now that we didn't have before. Yeah. You know, I, I, plus, like, you have to look at it from the IRFU's point of view as well. Like, the, like whoever finishes first, second, there's a, there's a lot of money to be played for. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, like, mm. it's not like we're that far out of the pandemic. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. cash was lost. That ca- time, yeah. There's a lot of cash yeah. lost in. Like, another man, just we didn't mention, another man really looking forward to things. Can Gavin Coombs up? He will be getting game time at some oh, stage. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, he has really yeah, put, he was, put himself he, on, 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 the, on the frame oh, again. There was recent Yeah, space. and he'd been kind of like, he had been kind of gone out of favour. And to break into that back row of the. All Linster back row, you see, and maybe there's five Linster lads should be could, could yeah. be playing there. And Mahoney, sure. And now he's and Mahoney. So I mean, it's it's um it's great to see that he's capable of playing eight or six. I presume eight, is obviously, he's very uh, he's, he's being international. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, uh, finally, before we, we go away from the Irish for the, for the Irish team for for the Six Nations, the conundrum of Bundyaki. What is going to happen? What is going to happen there? Well, the way I would look at it is he's 35, like, so, you know, either he's out of contract at the end of next year, like, so, like, his international probably is coming to an end, like, there's there's so much talent coming behind him, it, it's going to be, so it'll be interesting to see if he can hold on. Obviously, like, he's been a great servant, like, there's no doubt, like, but, like, I do wonder if, you know, he has had a lot of red cards and yellow cards recently, like, and he, he, he kind of ha- can't change his game, you know, he's a bit like Sexton. He can't change his tackle technique. He, you know, they're just they're they're at it for so long. They find it very hard to adjust. Yeah, and that's what you, you. That's an interesting point. Is the game? No, you know, as the way the game is changing, mm. 
he's not changing with the game though is he no and it's very hard for like 35 yeah. he's like 25 years doing it the same way yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, if you were if you're absolutely you know what I mean? right yeah, exactly, if you were yeah. driving home tonight and they said no actually we've changed the rules but you want to drive the, the other side of the road <laughs> I'd say there'd be a couple of times you'd be on the wrong side you know <laughs> you'll be meeting us in the morning <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah so I, I I myself I think he's maybe he's goose his cook maybe you mm. know even for you know down the road in eight months time I can't see him featuring no but the only thing is like you know, he'd get a contract anywhere. Like you know, yeah. even if if he doesn't get one in Wales, I he'd easily get one in France. Like you know, his highlight reel is a, is enough to get yeah. a job anywhere. We are, we turned into the other one, the the, the Cat Cushion Cup match. Oh, Scotland and England, another another <laughs> great one to look forward to. And of course, Irish main great Irish interest in, in Scotland with uh, Ben Healy. Yeah. Uh, and that shows mm. the quality of what Ireland have yeah. again down the line behind Sexton really but the mm. fact that he's gone and straight in obviously it was a done deal he was oh, going, if he declared he was in the Scotland squad mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that the but playing England under a new new coach Botwick in the great Eddie Jones now gone down to the gone back home well, you say great yeah. <laughs> yeah. well what's interesting about that is uh, five, four of the last five have been won by Scotland and you think that England must be winning sure. all of them yeah. like, but uh, it's up to England to take it back like and like whatever um, Sinclair, the, the Sinclair, Sinclair, no, the the coach, uh, Sinclair, he uh, he's actually signed on as their uh, defensive coach. Is it Sinclair? It is Sinclair. But I think, but uh, he is really the mind behind the whole thing. Like, like he is a phenomenal person. Like, like he's raised millions for charity and everything. Like, okay. so oh, this is this is the, the rugby. About the rugby league guy, yeah, Sinfield, Sinfield, yeah, Kevin Sinfield, yeah. But he has really, you know, he's going to be the real driving force of that whole thing because I can you imagine being in a dressing room with that guy? He's raised millions for charity. He's, he's done so many marathons. He's done seven and seven. Yeah, and he did lately, what yeah. for his friend, and he did. Rob like, Bullock, no. uh, he has like. He, he's he is a super you know person and individual like you you would go to ta- you would go to war for him like you know what I mean and I suppose you talked about Sinfield like he was pro- he's predominantly rugby league mm. if players had moved from league to union before he probably when, when he was in his prime there's oh, no doubt he would have been in the profession he yeah, would have been yeah. number one yeah, yeah you know but it's going to be interesting to see what way he what way he sets him up yeah but like he has history now he has been coaching rugby union so like he but like there's no doubt England like they should be better than they are they are the richest union mm-hmm. they have the most amount of players they have the most amount of clubs you know they have no excuse not to be one two three in the world every year so is it too late to make a change bringing him in with just in say just the last six <laughs> nations before I know South Africa have history from doing it with yeah. with Rousey the, Rousey and Rousey he Rousey's everyone but the, the, the last time is it too late I, I don't think it's ever do you know what I mean if yeah. you can get the if you can get the bond and the thing going and they believe in you what happened with England was Eddie was so def- decided, you know, he was so, he, he do- didn't pull people together. No. Like, he's a short-term thing. You get him in there for four years and you'll, he'll turn things around and he'll give you a shot. And they had a shot to yeah. win the World Cup. Four year, you know, he's a bit like uh, Mourinho or one of these guys. You get him in for a short term <laughs> yeah. and they'll turn the ship around. But they, they don't, they're not, you know, they don't bond people together, you know. And I, I think with this new team now, they will. Yeah, they turn as many off them as the longer they are, they turn people off them yeah, because exactly. they're that per- a race of personality, you see. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, for two or three years, you said, like, like there's a few lads in G like that as well, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, it's true, <laughs> you, get a bo- you get a bounce for a couple of years yeah. and then it becomes a bit, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to listen clicks. to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But then, turning back then, they're playing Scotland, you know. 
it's a great game for him yeah. to, to set up like in great terms of well, Scotland are bad really now, yeah. to know. Uh, and are they the most improved team well I tell you they're not go- they're going to be harder to beat the Wales anyway definitely yeah. because they have like if you think of it even in the European Cup like uh, Edinburgh beat uh, yeah. uh, that's Saracen. Saracen that's mm. a big win that's a big win like, yeah. for, like when did like once they're going over there you imagine the, do you know what I mean yeah. that is a big win like they are not missing many players they might be missing a scrum half and maybe a tight head uh, other than that, they're 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 their first fifteen is as good as what as many. And Russell, people. Russell, if he's on song, yeah. could win a game on his own. Oh, he would also give it away on his own. Oh, okay. He certainly does. Yeah. He's a, a great contest, player to watch. What a contest between himself and Healy, though. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture during the week. Did you see the picture? I saw a picture during the week, and Gregor Townsend was at the back, and Healy was at the front, and uh, Townsend was like the cat that got the grieve because this guy will just do whatever you want. Yes. He's working. Whereas I'd say with the other guy. <laughs> No one just does whatever he wants. Nobody knows what's going to happen. They're coming, they're coming in the back of a big row after last year. So, yeah. you know, yeah. relationships have to be a small bit fractious there. And if you think of it, like, Cooney can play by the end of the Six Nations, he can be registered as well. Yeah. yeah. So, they could, if we two play in. It's a bit like what you say about Tracy Goodwin, like Cooney, Cooney and Healy. What you say about Tony Ward 40 years ago? The opposition never knew what he was going through next, but neither did his playmates, yeah. or his, his yeah. teammates. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Scotland or England? <coughs> oh. My heart says Scotland, but my head says England. I say England or no, the, at home and everything. They are oh, they're definitely going to try it. They're definitely going to win it. So yeah. sweet Lord, the cherry. Mall, mall, and more mall. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it'll be a king now this time. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are France and Italy. Obviously, there can only be one winner here. I am France. Yeah. I France with the World Cup. Even Italy finished yeah. off well last year, but I mean that's not going to be carried no. yeah. against France. It's not no, going to France have a lot of injuries yeah. now coming into yeah. it now. But mm. they'll, they'll but be second team, probably. Do you think strong maybe France could be even at this stage? Will they put all their eggs in the basket? Will they give everything to Six Nations, or will they hold back? Will they hold? You know, I know you're not hold back, but you know, will they? Do you know, keep something hide something. Yeah. We 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 have this with Ireland as well, like, but like, what's the point? Yeah. Do you know mm. what, I mean? what is the point? You only play international rugby for maybe fifteen years, forty. Do you know if you're lucky, like, do you know? win it when you're there do you know what I mean nobody's going to remember oh well we were holding back because we were going to win the World Cup next thing you get dumped out of the oh, I don't, yeah I don't think holding back cares. is the thing mm. do you know? yeah. look into the World Cup then obviously Eddie is back with he's gone home as is there's no doubt he'll get a bounce yeah, oh definitely yeah. you know and okay there's, obviously there's the European there, team yeah. if they ever going to, one of them is going to pull it he's going to be in mm. Paris there's no mm. you know that's as good a chance you're going to get yeah. well, where do you see it at this stage lining up well, look at I think it's 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 Is it that, too early to tell? No, well like we're at the harder end of the draw, there's no Absolutely. doubt that like 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 England to be fair, they have an easy draw the whole way to the final nearly. It depends how Australia go, obviously. But like Ireland and France and South Africa will have played an awful lot of rugby before they even get to the semi final. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, whatever pool of players we mm. have, we will need to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, that quarter, that weekend in, I think there's there's about 40 guys from Scar- Scar- going, over. going over for that quarter final. So, if you go on the Friday, you get to see either France uh, or ourselves, or if, and it's New Zealand and South Africa in the other game. Like, so, that weekend will probably decide the World Cup, I think. That, that whoever comes out of that unscathed, Will probably go on because they'll be so battle hardened. Hopefully, that uh, that they could, you know they'll have truly met tests over that weekend. Oh, it's something really took forward even oh, even at this stage. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You're winner of the Six Nations before we start. Um, before I, the I ball is kicked. I think France will win it. Oh. Michael, you're sticking with the oh, Green anyway. I'll stick with them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, but, it, next uh, weekend yeah. could decide it easily. But because yeah. it's. I mean, but, I, I suppose. 
it'll be France at home, and we'll have to step the stall early on from mm. the whole thing. Mm. We're here. Nobody's beating us in our home ground this year. That's probably me. They're thinking. Yeah. Whereas Ireland might be saying, you know, okay, look, we'll, we'll, we'll give give it. A massive effort into this Six Nations, but there are bigger fish to fry later on, and maybe you know, with, with five minutes to go against against say, say England or or, or 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 France, you know, will will you know will will the will be there to actually have to win in Six Nations again? So I think France might feel the have to. And I suppose the other thing just to say is like Andy Farrell has proven that he's fairly ruthless. Like oh, absolutely you know, dropping Joey Carberry yeah. this close yeah. to the you know that yeah. is ruthless. Like you know what I mean? So like. Some of the guys are looking around the restaurant. Do you know? Yeah, like, they're not going to know. Yeah, so the, like, there's no point going easy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even even line, there's line. He's dropped lines. There's there's no. Oh, Normally, if you don't cut it, you just go. Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, he's played to win the you know win what's in front of him and the Six Nations first and then the World Cup. The other big thing is you know injuries. Uh, again, injuries will affect. I, even though the squad is growing and the squad now is, mm. is a real squad, we have probably two options in each position, more or less, mm. uh, in most cases. But I'd say probably can England and France absorb. If we had a couple of serious injuries there, I wouldn't like to see Caelan Doris. We say take Caelan Doris, Sexton, maybe maybe uh, Ringrose. Uh, oh, he's playing. And Paul Long. Just take those yeah. four yeah. now. Yeah. If two or three of them are missing, we could become kind of ordinary, you know. So we, hopefully it won't happen. But you know, all countries will have injuries. But I, I'd rather it happen during the Six Nations. Yeah, 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 yeah. we know where we're yeah, at yeah, then, yeah. because so, you know, yeah. that's why France. I think you know maybe maybe might just. You know, and then, a, a, a point in Michael, you know, looking ahead, obviously, the, you know, the warm up internationals in the summer, you know, yeah. and they can be like they were notorious for Ireland. Everyone knew the last time we, from the farm, Ireland was showing that, oh, oh, there's trouble here. Yeah. You know what I mean? These warm up games in the summer are really more important now than the, yeah, at but the Six Nations, maybe. Well, the only thing is that the squad will be nearly picked. Like, I, there's 30 picked already. Do you know, there's only 33 or 4. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, it, the squad is announced in August. So, like, this is really your last shop window for players to say, I'm, I want yeah, to go on that. Up, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're, do you know, I, I don't see anyone, Walters, coming in in the summer. You you either make it during the Six yeah. Nations when the real pressure is on, or you, you don't make And it. talking about Walters, give us two Walters you think may... Well, I, I, I think Osborne is yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jimmy Osborne, yeah, definitely. He's definitely. Yeah. And the hooker from uh, Ulster. Oh, yeah, Tom Stewart. Yeah, yeah, he's, player, yeah. he's a good player mm, now. And player, yeah. he, he, you know, he seems to be able to throw the ball under pressure. And, and yeah. like the, and Which is key. He's yeah, best out of colleague, big time anyway. Uh, Easily, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, he seems to have, I say his, his game is, is, is run too. Like, yeah, oh, no, no, no. The, I, th- I think those two are serious. Like, you wouldn't know, like, the... I'd be hoping Gavin Coombs. Gavin Coombs. Yeah, he'd be getting he'd be getting a half an hour towards you know, most of the game. Maybe he might, he might, he might I, he will, let's say, between injuries and fall. If there was a few injuries, like he, he's yeah. the other for the wing, like you know, he's not bad like that. Uh, Combs, if what's the winger there for Munster? He scored the good, the great try the last day. Um, from from Munster. Uh, oh, not daily. Don't uh, decide that. He's nice. Get hold on. Got it for me. Nash. Kelvin Nash. 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 Uh, he yeah. has, he seems to have absolutely. He has all the gear. Very talented. And he played okay yeah. for the A team yeah. there pre in the Autumn International yeah, as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if there was a few injuries yeah. and he got in, he could stick yeah, because yeah, he yeah. he has uh, he wouldn't let you down. I say. Come here, finally, before we let you go, Michael. Uh, European rugby, mm. you know, it's on the back foot at the moment, and mm. 
Coming back. Yeah, it's going to be serious when it comes back. Like it's a proper championship when it comes back. Oh, yeah, yeah isn't it? Yeah. Our top yeah, teams are there. Yeah. Now the, the missing is like I don't. I'm not sure. I like the that format. Format. Mm, yeah. But look, at, it gets us to where we need to get to. And like when we come back in April, like it's going to be so. Like some of those matches are unbelievable. unbelievable like, yeah. like oh, that's that's going to is it? Is it? Stuff. I know Linster last out last year to Is it Linster to lose at this stage? Well, the only ones I think that could beat them, that might have the power to beat them, is some of those South African teams. Like, uh, but other than that, I can't see. I don't think La Rochelle is good. I don't think there's any other. I haven't seen anyone else yeah. that can bully them, and that's the only time they get in trouble is when yeah. they get bullied. So I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But like those South African teams, they have a serious amount of power. They can mix it. Yeah, they have. Do you know, like, like, you know, I wouldn't. Do you know, once they're stripped to storm like that is. Or the sharks, like the sharks are. The, I if I wasn't going to pick Linster, I picked the sharks because they are another monster connection there as well. Of course, our old man, Noel Mac. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like they are, they're a seriously powerful team. Like Michael, it looks look. It's a you set the scene. They are great. It's going to be a marvelous year. Everyone is going to be a rugby fan this year, does yeah. not? And. You know, you hear people talk about the Six Nations they wouldn't normally, yeah. be, you know, yeah. you just, you look forward to it. We really. do, and I hope yeah. Jim will send us to cover one of the games in France, maybe as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. We'll go over with the 40 Scarabins. Michael Med, as always, thanks a million for coming in and talk to us here on Scarabay Community Radio. Thanks, on, Mike. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarabay Community Radio. 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Michael Madden for taking the time to talk to us. So we move from the sport of rugby and, of course, this weekend also we have the start of the Alliance Leagues. We've had the precursor with the pre-season leagues in the Munster League and, and the Walsh Cup, etc., which goes to a climax this weekend with Wexford and Galway. And no matter man to take us through the GA hurling scene, then uh, man, very good to see you on Scarafay Queen's Radio is journalist uh, Parik McMahon. Parik, you're welcome once again and a very happy new year to you. Happy new year, lads. Great to talk to you. Hi, Parik. Parik, I tell you, it comes around. Clare's last competitive, real competitive game was in Crop Park in the All Ireland semi-final defeat to Kilkenny. We've had the precursor of the Munster League games. It comes around very quick. The first round of the league. How do you see the league going? Will Clare take it serious enough, or will they be trying out players, or do you think they'll be going for the league, Parik? It, it, like there's multiple options uh, available to Brian Lohan and his management team for for this year's league, and obviously there's excitement building around the county. It's a quick turnaround, as you say. We don't have too many national hurling league titles. Obviously, our most recent is in 2016, and that was a quiz question. I think a lot of people wouldn't get it right, but to me, in my opinion, a success for Clare would be blooding more talent and finding guys that can go into positions and maybe uh, stake a claim for a jersey come championship time because you know the fixture that you mentioned there clears exit to Kilkenny in the all Ireland semi-final last year kind of almost disarray and disbelief in Crow Park before the game when we found out John Conlon was injured and what you know people were wondering what's going to happen what are we going to do we saw what happened and to me you know the seeds for that were were sown much earlier in the year that we hadn't backup plans or sufficient backup plans on what to do if a key player like John Conlon, who, you know, we always want our best players to be available, which, you know, the challenge is what do we do if someone's missing? And 
I think I'd hope you know the management maybe would learn from that experience and will use the league to make sure that we have you know plans A, B, C, D, E, F, and G for you know all eventualities. So you know the league would for me that'd be the best thing to do with the league is to just try lads out and see what they can do because to be fair to Brian and his management they've always brought in you know new talent or lads that have gone well in the club scene so it'd be great to see them get their chance you know we wouldn't we you know we obviously want to pick up a couple of wins but you know so long as we're not getting relegated if we're finding new lads and being competitive picking up a couple of wins I think that's all you'd want out of your your National League yeah, and Park, you you know, obviously you might have some names in your head maybe that maybe uh, Brian might think of giving a run to or what positions do you see maybe that we need. Obviously you've said the centre-back position needs, you know, you need a backup to uh, to John Condon or whatever. Where do you see the other issues or who do you see maybe coming in to take up the, the mantle of these places? Well, I think I think we need to be ready in, in every position, you know, for something to go wrong. But we also have to look at the... The age profile of the team, you know, Conor Cleary turned 29 this week, I think. And we're looking at the, you know, Sean Collins on the other side of things in the Gaelic football announced his retirement uh, from Gaelic football in the winter. And I consider Sean Collins to be a young person. Yeah. So we're seeing the the guy, the, the, the age at which lads are, you know, announcing their retirement mm-hmm. is getting younger and younger. So we just have to be prepared for, for that. So I think every position is vital. But... Um, you know, I think Kyle Malone and Ryan Taylor had done well midfield, but we maybe need to have other options for midfield as well. Um, I think we need to add a bit more firepower up front. Um, so I'd be hopeful, Mark Rogers. I believe he's going to get maybe a bit more responsibility this year, which would be great and would be a shrewd move. But in terms of, of, of guys that have come through, I, I wouldn't know how much lads have improved physically since they've got the call in terms of the very new lads. But... Uh, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on Scarf Bay and there's a yeah. strong East Clare listenership, but I think Adam Hogan could be a guy to maybe trial out and see he's a guy, he's proven himself, I think, at club level to be an excellent man-marker. Um, and that'd be, you know, that'd be something to, to, to really have if we had a man that we know can do a job on the best of forwards and, you know, maybe maybe give Adam a baptism of fire that he might learn from in one of the, the more competitive games that we've to play. But I think he's a player I, I'd like to see. Uh, again, sticking yeah. in East Clare, I, I think, you know, people that say Patrick Roddy is a young hurler, but for me, I think he needs to step up uh, for Clare this year. I'd have been disappointed with how he played for the Clare 20s um, last year, but, you know, he's on the panel now. I think, you know, there's no point, guys. As I've as I said, inter-county careers are getting shorter. There's no point a young lad coming in and kind of waiting to take, you know, just step up, take the opportunity and grab it. So you'd be you'd be hopeful he'd be another one that could that could step up. Similarly, Paddy Donlan I think is yeah. in his third year on the panel, and um, so not to use any expletives, but there's no point sitting on the toilet. Just do your business. Um, uh, so I, you know, you'd be you'd be hopeful that they're there and knocking on the door. We'll grab the. You know, the opportunity, Robert Mounsey got a sniff of it last year, kind of petered off the scene a bit. So you'd be hopeful he, he's coming with a bit of redemption and wanted to prove a point. So, um, like, there's loads of options there if you go through it, but we just, you know, we've, the goalkeeper Avers had a great year, but you'd hope Eamon Foodie and um, Keane Broderick will put him under a bit more pressure this year. And Paulie, I suppose, to continue on that vein, I mean, 
to, to my mind, but I mean, Brian Lowen obviously has, has had his own mind as a player and certainly his own mind as a manager as well. And look at, you know, he's taken the responsibility, he's entitled to make all his own decisions with, with the lads. But, you know, to my mind, for the first three league games, we, do, we don't really need to see Tony Kelly or Shane O'Donnell or Rowan Cleary or, or maybe David McInerney or a few other regulars because, I mean, what are we going to learn? So, uh, I know, as you say, we don't want to be relegated, but you know, if the players come on in, we're hoping they are good enough to do a job in senior championship, even for twenty minutes or half an hour. You know, we have to trust them to try and win league games as well. So, you know, you'd be really hoping that that a lot of the players who don't need to be seen would be just left off the scene for a while to keep fresh, because their own Robin is fierce demanding when it does come up. So, um, do you think Brian though is the kind of manager that will? You know, shove in five or six players. I know maybe the West the West Meath game is probably a game that we we feel we should win because you know we, we do think we're a step ahead in our development or two steps ahead of them maybe. But you know, against the likes of the other the other top teams, do you think Brian is the man that would uh, leave off uh, established players and chance the new lies, or do you think he'd be more cautious? I think initially when he came into the role, he would be the type of guy that was that was going to try it out. But if we recall going back to Corrigan Park um, a couple of years ago when we lost the first round to Antrim, he had kind of, from what I, from what I can believe, had come in with that type of view, let's try lads. Yeah. Keen Galvin started, Paddy Donnellan started, there was a couple of other fringe players. but Keen Galvin was another one, yep. Yeah. You know, I don't know that that approach alter after getting, his, you know, yeah, that was, thinking, a, that was yeah. a big upset to lose to Antrim. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, I would hope, similar to what you're saying, Pat, that we would use this game and maybe the next game and the game after to, to let those less established players um, see what they can do. And then, you know, maybe in the absence of a Tony Kelly or Dave McInerney or Jack Hanlon, Ryan Taylor, who we wouldn't maybe class as being a serious leader of the setup, he could emerge and take on a leadership role because Ryan is one of the... I suppose more younger established players. Yeah. So you know, it, it would while it would create an opportunity for someone like maybe Ryan Taylor's clubmate John Keneally, it would also be an opportunity for Ryan himself or Ian Galvin or Rory Hayes or Dear McRyan, you know, to show more leadership than than they might not have showed in previous years. Yeah, and, and indeed, a, a very, a very valid point. And you know, I suppose to to look at, at some of the players you mentioned there, and Adam Hogan, very good in the Munster League against Tipperary. Unfortunately, he got injured, missed out the game against Waterford. Paddy Donlan uh, played well against Tipperary. He had a great game against uh, Waterford. Foodie, you know, in fairness, Eamon Foodie played well in the goals. You know, so these guys look like that. You know, they are they are the next in line uh, to to step up, and you know, hopefully, we'll push. You know, with the we kind of found out last year maybe that our our, our, our panel wasn't this you know the depth of the panel just wasn't there to take on the real big guns as it proved against Kilkenny in the semi-final even though we had you know had played very well in, in the Munster campaign but we just need probably as you said Parik to maybe find four or five more to add depth to that panel with, with the with the rigours of that round robin championship coming up 100% because like there's serious wear and tear in, in that provincial Championship and you know it's it's I suppose it's not until you really do deep dive into it can you get the merit of this, a statement like oh we have a strong panel because if you take four take four lads get injured minor injuries they're not at hundred percent it'll take from their game and as we know suspensions you know we don't know what the Sunday game it's going to be a new look this year but trial by television we lost a couple of players last year. 
um, on suspensions following the, the Wexford game or in advance of the Wexford game. But So you need everyone and you need a very, very, very strong panel. Obviously, fantastic news that Shane Amore is back. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I think he was the type of player, if we had him against Limerick, we, that game may not possibly have went to extra time. You know, he has the physicality. Everyone talks about the work of the Limerick Academy and the physicality and the strength and mm. conditioning. Shane Amore, he's, you know, the prototype. I think that Limerick would have aspired to, you know, he has the speed, he has the strength, he has the hurling. Um, and he's a massive addition to come back into into the panel. And I think he's mm. maybe one of the only few lads in, in Brian Lohan's first year that played every minute of championship. You know, so Brian does have, have good time for him. He rates him and... You know, like Shane's ability, we could see it since he came on the senior panel. He maybe was possibly hindered because he was so good. He could play cornerback, wingback, yeah. midfield, and maybe didn't get the chance to nail down a spot. But, um, you know, yeah, a serious addition to come back in. Yeah, and, and speaking of your point there earlier where you said maybe we need to straighten midfield, I, I, I think he'd be the ideal midfielder myself to, 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 to go in with the way the game has been played at the moment. Mm-hmm. Imagine this lad coming at you at pace. 21 to 21, yeah. up down the field, yeah. And I think, and I think myself, that's one place, you know, obviously Limerick are all in, all Ireland champions. I, I personally think that midfield is a place to, to tackle them. A lot of yeah, people I, rave about William O'Donoghue and, and Darrell O'Donovan, they're good, obviously, but I think if you were to throw Shane and the mix, it, it really adds something. And, you know, you'd have, you, you just gives more options, like you could have a partnership of, of Shane and Carl Malone, or you could have Shane and Ryan Taylor, or hopefully you could have someone else that puts their hand up during the National League that, that's also in that equation yeah. yeah and then as you as you speak of Limerick um, Parik and of course they, they, they are opening the league uh, later on this evening Cork and Limerick you know what a mouth-watering uh, tie obviously we'd expect, expect Clare to get over the, the Westmead uh, challenge uh, uh, tomorrow Cork and Limerick what a game to open the National League you know there'd be no holding back here with these two teams maybe in terms of picking the team that they put out but there'd be no holding back once they got in the field to play no, um, and obviously we're seeing a lot of new managements put together, uh, particularly in Munster, which is going to definitely add to the provincial championship. Cork are obviously on that boat with Pat Ryan coming in. Um, I kind of give maybe a cautious nod towards Cork uh, in this game. Obviously Limerick are, are only back from a recent team holiday, so you know they they're not going to be going all out in the league, and we kind of saw glimpses of that over the last two years that they're just kind of focused on getting their timing right um, and maybe that's something you'd, you'd hope player will, will try to do as well but um, yeah, um, it, it is it is going to be a big year for, for, for every team obviously um, not a cliche but the, the teams coming in that might have been disappointed with, with their seasons last year particularly Tipperary, Washford and again Cork around that boat as well so it'll be very interesting to see the the early few rounds with, with these new managements, what, um, what stamp they're going to put on. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive year for Cork, I think, uh, Pedro, really, because, look, they've been kind of bridesmaids for so long now. I mean, the fans down there cannot understand, like, whether, you know, that back winning on Islands with good under teams and being Cork and Corkness and all this kind of carry on to go on with. Um, and Pat Ryan, OK, I suppose we'll be given a little bit of a honeymoon but having said that, you know, they had decent under 20 teams in the last few years, decent enough minor you know, there's lots of players being named. Finn Bars have some fabulous young players there uh, coming in. Maybe, you know, Blackrock, a couple of those lads, City lads as well. So, you know, at some stage, 
they're going to have to do the business on the toilet as well. So uh, I think a lot of pressure on Cork, and I think they'll put a massive effort into the league. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and again, like just talking about slightly experienced, the likes of Shane Kingston, they're, it's given, they're around a long time. They're not around a long time, but they're around long enough yeah. to set the way for Cork, in my opinion. But like obviously, they fair enough bridesmaids in terms of national level, but also worth pointing out they've beaten us in two monster finals in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like, I, I don't know, and it's, I suppose, a criticism of all managers that have come since Sherlock Nan. Like, we haven't won a monster title, which isn't good enough since 98. Um, you know, for us as a county, we, we really need to, to, I suppose, sort that out. And I know massive effort was put on, and an emphasis put on the monster championship last year, him up agonisingly close, but um, yeah, it kind of drifts away from the question but Cork a big year for them as well a big year for everyone um, but obviously Mark Coleman is a bit of a doubt and you know I'm fighting may not have been suited to centre back at times last year I, I think he's a serious operator for Cork Yeah there's no doubt about that and you, you're speaking of new teams and obviously the pressure's on Cork there's also pressure on Waterford with Davy Davy returning there and of course Liam Cahill back in his home county of Tipperary Yeah to um to Tipperary obviously will be coming I think to, to Ennis for their fixture um, and obviously we're, we're playing Waterford in, in Turles for the for the league there is there's mass, massive pressure on Lean Cahill and you know I think there's pressure on the Tipperary County Board I think Lean Cahill deserved an opportunity to become Tipperary manager but I think the way they treated Colin Bonner was atrocious um, you know a good hurling man who kind of stepped into the role when very few people wanted it but um yeah, there's, there's, there. That brings pressure for, for Tipperary. Um, so I don't know. We like beating Tipperary in the first round last year was a big propeller for Clare in the championship to go forward. Whereas they're going to be a tougher test this time round. Then you look at Waterford. Um, obviously, Paul Mahoney announcing his retirement uh, this this week, and. I think it's a blow for Davy. Obviously, that Park Mahoney's going, but that the fact he couldn't get Stephen O'Keefe, um, yeah, because I thought I thought his performance against Ballyhale Shamrocks was one of the greatest goalkeeper exhibitions in terms of shot stopping that we've seen in recent times. Um, so, like I thought, I thought Davy would have tried to move heaven and earth to get him, but was unsuccessful in that way. So. You know, like we've seen Valley Gunners' dominance, but like if you if you don't have Stephen O'Keefe and Park Manning, yeah, they're too big losses. Yeah. Hutchinson, you have young Paddy Fitzgerald, hopefully to 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 make the step up. But those two guys would nearly be considered the the linchpins or the main conductors of the Valley Gunner Orchestra, and. They're not in Watford, which is a big, uh, big blow for them. It was a strange time for Parik Mahoney to announce his retirement. I know, look, he's early after getting married, and he's coming in the back of losing an All Ireland semi final. I thought he was obviously maybe Davy gave him time to make up his mind, but it is a blow to start the league coming down on top of the Binnett's gone as well. So they're down, you know, they're down some players, you know, that he'd like to have any, have had a head on his panel. Yeah, and you'd kind of wonder, did he think he'd have those players when he? took on the job, like, does this change the perfection of the plan or the complexion of the plan that he was probably putting together? But um, I think, they look, they've, they've enough notice now, obviously yeah. not ideal um, to have Park Mahoney, but he has the league to try put something together. And I I don't think it would be a strong enough excuse for him to use come championship time that, oh, we didn't have player X, Y and Z. Because there is, like, like anywhere you look at the... 
look at the schools in Waterford alone with Adela Salen. There's plenty of talent there. Yeah. There's plenty of talent in Munster, in all the Munster counties. So okay, you're losing quality players, but you know a good setup will bring other lads up to a reasonable standard that they should be good enough to challenge. So I don't, I don't look not ideal for Washford, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's good enough excuse for them. You know, when when we reflect on the year. And Parik, does the Walsh Cup final as well this uh, this weekend? Wexford and Galway, obviously, it's doubling up as a league game. You know, it adds a bit of spice to the affair. It's going to be on in, in Chadwick's Wexford Park. You know, it's a good a good opener to both in the league for for both teams. Yeah, um, good start. Obviously, they're, they're they're probably going to be meeting again, maybe at least definitely once in the championship, if not more. So, yeah, but I think wise move to to double up the fixtures. Um, will it will be good a good um, indicator where both are at. Wexford, Derry, Egan, obviously, into second year. So we'll, we'll kind of see. He'll, he'll be able to put more of his own stamp on it. Obviously, there's been a couple of players that are gone be it in terms of travelling or retirement with Wexford. So it's maybe moving forward into a new era for Wexford, which, um, you know, we maybe haven't seen them as competitive at underage level compared to when David Fitzgerald came into it. You know, they had been, obviously, Lost out to Clare in a under twenty one All Ireland final, where the likes of Liam Ryan and a lot of the guys would have come from. Um, so Galway then Henry Shefflin himself is in a second year, came up bagging nice and close as well last year. So you know if you were, I suppose looking at it with regards to the whole year in focus, you would expect Galway to go further. But again, as you said, it's in Wexford Park, a good chance for Wexford to to lay down a mark. Push. If, if I was to call it, I would be giving the nod towards Galway in that one. And just sorry, on, on the Wexford thing, um, um, Parig, maybe you were away at the time, but uh, they had the, the metric Kilkenny under lights and 12,000 people turned up, which is, you know, a sign of maybe things to come for maybe all the counties to get their lights in, in their main stadiums and get those night games that seem to attract, you know, huge crowds and uh, the novelty, you know, and people maybe have more time at night as well. So that was a, that was a major thing. 12,000 people at a generally hurling match. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's great to see it. and like there'll often be an appetite. Those cold, dark evenings that you want um, you want something to do, and it, mm-hmm. and it's a great way. But I suppose I'm going slight tangent on just in terms of the you know mentioning that the preseason competition has been doubling up. I really think there's um, I think the GA are going to have to do something about their uh, the whole timetable and the calendar for oh, the yeah, year, like that's for sure. just to look at. At, to pick one case study for argument's sake in terms of Mark Rogers I think last year his opportunity to nail down a regular championship spot for Clare was probably hindered because of his Fitzgibbon Cup injury that he picked up with UL so if we just go back to last year he was on the National League for Clare <coughs> playing Fitzgibbon Cup then straight into championship with Clare after championship straight into club championship with Scarif and then after club championship with Scarif straight into under 21 club championship with Scarf Gunlaw and then straight into Fitzgibbon Cup National League the cycle continues like when is a player like Mark Rogers going to get his break and then you know just I, I put a similar question to Cullum Collins because um, Aaron Griffin of Lissy Casey picked up picked up an injury a hamstring injury on Friday and he's on the same cycle so yeah. it's mm. I think it's an awful I think it's too much task of players and then I Personally, thought it was very short-sighted of Clare GA to adapt from the the knockout format in um, our Under Twenty One Championships because 
like I just thinking of Mark Rogers, I've given that example. You know, he's got no break. But, you know, okay, obviously <laughs> it's great that people want to go to games, but like we have to give our players a break as yeah, well. There's no doubt, 100%. There's no doubt, no doubt. We are, before we get away from the county scene, uh, Polly, before we show Kilkenny this year, first time, I suppose, in many, many long days, 25 years, or ever 24 years since, there'll be no Brian Cody on the line. It, it's going to be strange. Yeah, um, it's going to be very strange. Um, I suppose the, the abiding memory of last year's championship is is the bloody handshake between Brian Cody <laughs> or the lack of handshake with himself and Henry Shefflin. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's almost to draw a sporting parallel. It's kind of like when Sir Alex left Manchester United. Um, and you'd hope for the sake of hurling, you know, I, I like a lot of people wouldn't have or they'd have begrudged Kilkenny their success in the. 2000s under Brian Cody but they were a fantastic hurling team to watch and I think you know like I think Eamon Dunphy says football people so I'll just say hurling people hurling people wouldn't have taken it away from Kilkenny winning you know real hurling people because they were a fantastic team and led by a superb manager so you'd hope for, for hurling's sake that Kilkenny don't do you know that Derek Ling doesn't become a David Mize and that they don't all the way I don't think they will but it, it's just going to be an interesting transition um, for for Kilkenny. There's no doubt. Finally, Parik, before we let you go, there's the the big matter that's been on being spoke about in all media's at, at this moment is not hurling but football and the All Ireland Club football final. In your mind, should uh, the Glen Kilmacud game have um, been replayed, or even it hasn't been replayed yet? But you think what way do you think it should have gone, or what should they have done? Well, like to, to be devil's advocate. <laughs> When the extra player was on the pitch, did it really influence the game? Is the question I'd ask. Like, where were the game going to win? Probably don't think so. But I just think it it brings into question. Like, uh, we've all been at plenty of games, and particularly the inter-county level. And you know, we see fourth officials in action, and they're like terriers. You know, they're if Brian Nohan steps out of his box, they're on top of Brian Nohan to get back mm-hmm. in his box. So, like, I'm scratching my head as to how a fourth official um, allowed an extra player or that we didn't take off a player. I, I just, I, I'm still scratching my head over it because I've just seen so many fourth officials in action and, you know, you'd nearly start watching the fourth official instead of the match because they're yeah. so wound up and, and everything. But I think, like, it just, there needs to be a change now in terms of how the GAA deals with substitutions. Totally, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, you know, you often see yourself, uh, Parig, maybe club matches, a guy is taken off and he probably wouldn't be too pleased with He actually might go off with the corner flag near where he was and walk around the edge of the field. So, you know, when the sub goes in, then the man might be, OK, walk around the other side. He might still be going off, but they'll have to tidy it up. I think it has to be in one spot. It'll, they'll have to follow the soccer and rugby, um, you know, um, example and sort of that is visible that the, the guy going off maybe gives a little shake hands or a little tap on the shoulder to the guy coming in just as all visible and all clear so yeah we have yeah. I know people don't like copying the the rival sports but I think you know we should learn the good things from them and not take on their their their, their, their the points we don't want to take on you know yeah I, th- I think that's the way to go and right there might be less um, there might be less drops from GA players who like to go off the far side to show they're so annoyed of being taken off <laughs> but there may be needs to be I agree with Pat to bring in this way but there may be needs to be a safety precaution with it because 
oftentimes as well you have subsmen off particularly in hurling and they fire the hurley they fire yeah, the helmet because so, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of Tulla versus um, Dorb Airfield in Cusick Park last year there was some instances yeah. of that so um, <laughs> just maybe some health and safety warnings will have to go with that, that, yeah. that uh, and, and, and Parry speaking of Dorb Airfield you know, they had, a, had claims even more legitimate claims than the Glynn when they played Monaline in the Munster Club Intermediate semi-final this year where Monaline played a player was it between 4 and 8 minutes he was on the field at table 16 and Molinina said no went on and won an All-Ireland final afterwards yeah um, again, yeah and it not, it's not right in either scenario but again probably the devil's advocate it didn't really influence the game no I know what you mean yeah. from what I mean you know um, but yeah Molinina they, they got the rub of the green that they Dora Bearfield you know they they just got on with it and I'm, obviously Glenn have a case there shouldn't have been extra players on the field, but I'm kind of wondering when you see the Glen players are straight back into the Derry panel yeah. for the National League, did they think their appeal was going to be successful or or what? But like that actually ties in with Colm Collins would have said the same thing about like those players got no break. They went straight back into inter-county when they shouldn't have. But um, I just, I, I'd be a bit worried it's going to turn into a farce. The Gilmacud are objecting now to yeah granting of a replay like I, I don't know I it's very hard to predict what's going to happen but it's it's just a very messy situation that shouldn't have been messy at all but the whole the whole line that's I'm nearly saying it every every week in different conversations that um, common sense is, is isn't so common or as Councillor PJ Kelly and Listy Gacy says common sense is a, an endangered faculty and with that with that we're going to take mm-hmm. our leave Horik thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio there's no doubt we'll cross paths many times between now and, 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 the, and the summer and as always thanks very very much we look forward to a great league thanks a million Horik thanks Seth Sláin Horik and once again thanks to Horik McMahon for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio and that concludes our first sports show here of 2023. My thanks, as always, to our guests, uh, Michael Madden and Parik McMahon. Thanks to co-presenter Pat McNamara. And thanks to the men in the tour, as always, uh, Jim Collins. And thanks very much to you for tuning in, listeners here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in associated with their credit union. And until we meet again, it's Bennock Day, August Lawn.